Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. All right. So Aaron and I kind of did something like this maybe uh, maybe about four or five months ago, but, you know, I'd never had found a spot to put that one in. Mm. But I wanted to have an episode, and it seemed like the 100th episode was the perfect opportunity to kind mm-hmm. of go over some of our favorite episodes, some of our favorite guests um, mm-hmm. to celebrate our 100th episode. Um, only, I, should, I wanted to say, I thought it was only 1% of all podcasts may reach Thank 100 episodes. You. Thank That's you. That's nice. Thank I you. like yeah. that. Hold it still, Terry. Yeah, hold it still. Hey, back up just a little towards you. Back up, back up just a little. Excellent. Thank you. Hey, Aaron. They decided to grandfather me in into the episodes that I missed for reasons of um, hospitalization. Right. But Aaron, the first... 20 episodes or something like that mm-hmm. uh, where we but, were flying solo. Yeah. But Aaron was the second guest we had on. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, Aaron was the first guest we had on the second episode. Mm-hmm. We basically yeah. did an episode where we just talked about the old days. You mm-hmm. know? And uh, I think that I was that one. Yeah. yeah, there was a lot of Norway. I, I believe uh, uh, yeah. Uh, well, let's uh, yeah, I, I believe that Terry may have heard more episodes than um, Philip, <laughs> and he edits them. Yeah. yeah, Terry is a dedicated listener, I know. Mm-hmm. Um, She's our super fan. Right, and we're fortunate to have my sister Terry mm-hmm. and my nephew <clears throat> Troy on with Terry's us to celebrate son. and uh, sort of a little Christmas gathering. Mm-hmm. So welcome, guys. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. You're welcome. And for an honor, I don't know if you can see it. Oh, nice. Shrimp. We didn't get around to making the Cincinnati chili. We got yeah. too much spicy food this week, mm-hmm. and I didn't think we could eat it. But mm-hmm. what is? Yeah. I thought it was 1% of all podcasts make 100 episodes. But then I did the research this week. I did the Google, and it's really 10% of all non-funded podcasts uh-huh. and 70% of podcasts that have funding. To reach 100 episodes but that's still pretty good because we are non-funded yeah we're not funded so. right what's that thing? bubble right there between us the bubble back window oh yeah that is. <laughs> so you're thinking about doing one Troy, i seem to recall you were talking about possibly doing one i i was looking into it uh you know, it's real fishy, too, because you have to be really careful. Like, I mean, you say the wrong thing and and they'll cut you down real quick. Right, right. Oh, that's why I spend uh, copious amounts of time uh, editing. I edit the hell out of it. Like, I'll go in, like, when there's crosstalk, I'll go try to clean that up so that somebody's voice can be heard over somebody else. You know, and I'll take out stuff that, are contra- that's contra- that I think is controversial. Or things that could be used for like social engineering or stuff like that. That's why anything that might get him fired. That's why I don't. That's why we don't stream. You know, mm-hmm. we kicked around the idea of streaming, but um, Aaron kind of this, this mouth right here is a little too rogue. <laughs> Lisa will go off. But right, yeah. I, I know it gets fishy. You know, like uh, you have to really like. 
be careful, you know, like what you say and everything else. Like, I, I would say our most contra- controversial episode was maybe the Trump book, Will Cooper. Um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm simultaneously optimistic and pessimistic about, about the results. Um, my optimism is that yes, it wasn't as bad as some thought it might be. And the voters did reject a lot of the extremists and the Trump MAGA. The election candidate. deniers. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's very important. And I was very happy to see that. And it, it gives me real optimism that the, the, the health of our polity is better than I feared it might be. And that might, that might show it, it, through the election. So, so that's my optimism. My, my pessimism is that in our system of government, a bare majority, uh, a single, a single chair, uh, seat in, in Congress majority has enormous consequences. Yeah, but, uh, even in his book, there's a certain amount of, uh, it's not even handedness. He points out a lot of things that popularly are said against Trump, which were not true. But maybe uh, what was his name? Thomas Mace Archer Mills might have been one of our more controversial ones. Right. Yeah, that's true. The British monarchist. Yeah. Okay. I thought about asking him back on since uh, the Queen has passed. Mm-hmm. So Troy, if you, did, if you didn't see that one, Thomas Mace Archer Mills. That's a little Mills better. Yeah. Is an Italian mm-hmm. man from New Jersey who has uh, lived in England so long. That he has developed an English accent and he's completely immersed in uh, everything English. His, his mother was British too, I think. Yeah. 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 yeah his, I think his mother was British and his father was like an Italian guy in New Jersey. And he did spend quite a bit of time in Britain with his grandmother. Yeah. He, he grew up. Kind of, <clears throat> but he, he became famous. He was like a Good Morning America, he was like a, a resource for news on the monarchy. On a lot of like major news uh, outlets, mm-hmm. um, and he knew, you know, he knew he was very loyal to the mon- monarchy. But um, eventually, it was kind of suggested that he was a fraud, and so his whole, you know, because he was born in America, because he really wasn't an English-born man, and he kind of mm-hmm. threw himself across that way. But he was a really good guess, I thought. I mean, so you sit there and say, "Well, okay, Ada Delvini can go ahead and be a fraud and take all this money and all of that sort of stuff," but now she's living her best life shacked up mm. with some millionaire but i did mm. nothing wrong i'm an expert i know a lot of things a lot of knowledge and i have the degrees to prove it but mm. what do you do so you just mm. kind of right. run it's... with life and make the best you can good okay. to see you guys you too yeah. Yeah. great to see you well i mean uh, uh i don't know uh since philip authored this uh, podcast well we wanted to share it with uh, mm-hmm. you know people yeah, yeah. we miss and mm-hmm. you know, kind of have a christmas moment our, our number one Harry, fan Harry is our number one fan just so you know you're number one i watch every podcast two times and i did want to say something too aaron uh-huh. congratulations you know i mean you're his photography your photography aaron's <laughs> looking great I don't know if it's that headlamp or oh, what. Oh, it's the headlamp, yeah. Great shots on your... On yeah. Least hiking, yeah. I don't know how you're doing it, but they're looking good. Thank you. And I don't know, Aaron. Um, I don't know that you know, but I always 
pay attention to what you're doing and stuff. So um, just letting you know that. Yeah, uh, quiet people yeah. out there seeing my stuff. Yeah. So he's a lurker. I'm a lurker. A lurker of the. Lurk on. <laughs> we had a we had the JFK episodes. Those were mm-hmm. semi-controversial. Those were good. Right. Oh, okay. I remember that one. Do you do you know? Um, I think it was his last speech where he turned around and he um, he turned around and he, in his last speech he turned around and said like you know uh, gorillas by night yeah. Uh, and he uh, spoke on how uh, the media is taking over, and like, like he he addressed a lot of things, and I just thought it was really interesting. But it was one of his last speeches. But yeah. uh, his last speech was about how they're manipulating everything and um, how horrible everything is. Right. So sort of foretelling the future, kind of uh, foreshadowing political, you know. I'll send it to you. I'll send it, that speech to you. So, like, it's it's pretty spooky. You know, that like, the speech where he was eliminated or a previous speech to that? It was it was about a day before he was uh, assassinated. Uh, okay. hmm. I, I really enjoyed the Kennedy series. We did three of them. We did one with J.T. Townsend, which was about the assassination itself. And J.T. sort mm-hmm. of uh, talked about, uh, you know, that he could solve it. He, he, for a lead pipe cinch, knew how it went down and that uh, Oswald was certainly the lone assassin and all of the conspiracy theories that have arisen <laughs> since then. So I don't know, you know, I don't know if I agreed with him on that entirely, but that was an interesting take. Sarah Peterson and Katana Zachary. Is that who you're? Yeah. Right. yeah. Authors Lone of the Star Lone Speaks. Star Speaks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, there was a Will Cooper episode too. Right. Mm-hmm. We brought Will in to talk about political science, basically talking yeah. about the Legacy debate. Legacy of JFK. I mean, yeah. yeah. Right. Well, the debate between Nixon and Kennedy. So I enjoyed all. I'd like to do some more stuff like that where we take a topic. Have a, have a multi-episode theme. Yeah. It's topical. Remember, those are some of my those are my favorite ones. And then talking of Townsend and stuff, um, not only that video is one of the favorite ones that I on your list that I did or listened to, but uh, his book is one I really enjoyed that book and and. I think I was trying the other one that I really liked too was um, the woman that uh, was it Alcatraz during the Native American kind of standoff kind of thing, you know, the sit in or whatever it was. And I kind of realized why I like those two the best too is because there's no real ending, you know, it leaves you pondering in something to think about without like any direct conclusion and so did his book the one um mm-hmm. let's see i got it right here summer's almost gone yeah summer's almost gone yeah this one and what i enjoyed about it too was all the cincinnati memories and all that kind of thing and mm-hmm. then also kind of 
leaving you still wondering. You know, you really don't still know. Right. Play, so to speak. It's it's Sunday night. Right. And they're going to watch Bridge on the River Kwai, the TV premiere. And Jerry's flying out the next morning. You're wearing a skimpy negligee. Yeah, that doesn't Why? Yeah. You know, their marriage is in trouble. They're not really hooking up. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, she's been having an affair. Did she confess it to him? Um, there, there's so many questions to and, ask about know, that. Time and they didn't talk about it, that kind of thing. Yeah. And she goes to work at that veterinary clinic that week. Mm -hmm. And she's known the veterinarian ever since 1963. And so they're linked together. They're linked together romantically. We tried to have JT on again, but it's I haven't had any luck getting him over the last year for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. But we had him three times, and that's pretty good. So yeah, he was a really good guy. I can get and him. It just might be his yeah, I think he, he might have even had like uh, he had to go back to doing school. Um, we did have him when th we were still dealing with the downtime from uh, from COVID. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That first year was pretty, you know, and but he had to go back to teaching. He's got a, a new book out, so we might even be doing small book tours. Um, I know we went to a reading at a library, so yeah, he's we probably went, just busy. We did go to meeting. Maybe, that was it. Maybe he got freaked yeah. out because we showed up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, he was really good. And but he said that his uh, Facebook group got hacked. So he shut down his Facebook group, and but I did, mm -hmm. I did see that uh, the Bricka case is an active, you know, it's a cold case, but they uh, reactivated it because of new evidence. Joe Dieters had a press conference, mm -hmm. and uh, JT was privileged to go to this not a press conference, but uh, it was a uh, some sort of uh, announcement meeting, whatever. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, so I thought he did. Yeah, I, I shut mine down. I started a new one. Hopefully, you guys are on there now. But uh, I started a new one because mine got hacked. Uh, I I think I lost like thirty five hundred. You know. Right. What did you guys think about the Skipper Ryle angle? Oh yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I sort of have an indirect, I guess, six degrees indirect relation to that because. Before my mom dated my dad, she dated Skipper Ryle. Yeah. And my brother was on the show a lot. And um, the reason why she broke up with him was because he was sort of more interested in having a son than in having a wife. Mm. So, well, yeah. For those who don't know, Skipper Ryle was a television, children's television show host from Cincinnati right. back it was. Glenn yeah, Ryle. on a boat. Yeah. Uh, and you probably there, remember it, Aaron. There were never any yeah. rumors yeah. about yeah, child molester in any way. Yeah. That is nothing like that has come out. It, I think it was just one of those things where he wanted a child. Well, he happened to be a friend of Leininger, who was the main culprit in the Brickham. He was his best friend. Was subject of JT's book, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. JT strongly suggests that he had some sort of involvement in covering it up, just because. Or even helping with the actual, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. Uh, I kind of, I, I can see that. I kind of can see that going on just from reading the book and that and, um, you know, the gossip about his personality type and that kind of thing. I can, I can kind of see that. And 
he had like that what uh, very distinguishable motorcycle that was seen right there by the Bricka murder crime site right. many times, you know, and also oh, over at the vets many, many times. So there's some kind of link that nobody's able to make that connection with. Right. But it's funny, isn't it? Like all those old Cincinnati. Uh, I was the Wonderama guy. I didn't really watch Skipper Ryle as much. Wanderama. Um, I don't think. I don't think by the time I was around that Skipper Ryle was still on. Is that Bob McAllister? I don't remember the guy's name, but I remember him singing "High Hopes" at the end of every episode. Yeah, I think that was Bob McAllister. I could. I think you two completely missed Skipper Ryle. I don't know if it was even on by the time I was old enough to remember something like that. I mean, I remember it's Sesame Street when I was like four, but well, think about oh, it went to seventy three. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Think about Skipper. Well, maybe Ryle. mom just didn't turn it on. Think about it's, Skipper. It's, it was on against Wonderama, so I wouldn't have watched yeah. it. Okay, we think, may not have had a TV. Think about Skipper Ryle and the Bricka case. Sonny oh. Fox and Bob McAllister. You're right. So. Uncle Al and Wendy. His problems is domestic disputes with Wendy. You think about mm-hmm. um, Bob Braun and his scandal with the finances, where he had to move to California because his oh. name is Mud. My mom was on Uncle Al, and she said he was pretty mean. Yeah. I've heard uh, that. Yeah. They're, they're past, right? What's that? I got to tell you about. Can I? Yeah. Bob Ron. Yeah. Play it on us. Yeah. When I first moved to Rockford with theater, and Bob Ron and Jerry Springer were, you know, they were, had been going through that scandal thing, you know, with the hookers and The prostitute? Yeah. yeah. And then everything laid low okay now all of a sudden i'm up here in rockford and on local rockford television stations or was uh he was on there the spokesman for uh what's that mattress serapedic mattresses you know some special mattress and yeah yeah and uh he was the spokesman for it nobody up here knew who he was and i'm going that's Bob Braun, you know, he was a talk show host in Cincinnati and that, and they're going, huh? Nah, he's just some Rockford guy. I'm going, oh, oh. <laughs> I think he came up here with Jerry Springer. When <laughs> I think they ran them both out of town <laughs> and they ended up in Chicago or a suburb of, of uh, Chicago, uh, like a suburb or close by Rockford enough to where we're getting that television. Springer but came it, back from that enough that he became mayor, right? Oh, no, that was before it happened. He was mayor before. He was the mayor of Cincinnati. He probably lived there when he was mayor. Now like he's that. got a Judge Judy show. He's, he's, uh, yeah. he's got a judge show. I, think. I don't know. I don't know. I want to meet my horse. This is Tony. <laughs> Well, you could probably throw chairs in his courtroom and get down in a big bra. I don't know his bench. Quali- <laughs> I don't know his qualifications, yeah. but yeah, the oh, he's a lawyer. The thing was in '74. He was the mayor yeah. later than that. So he was a lawyer. He is a lawyer. He's still uh, a member of the bar. Um, he was the mayor of Cincinnati. He did the Jerry Springer show for how long? So his court, yeah, something of a 
right. it's it's a little circusy, you know, especially since at least two episodes have been disputes between clowns who actually dressed up as clowns. But don't you right. But I'm thinking of uh, the Cincinnati people. I'm like, like the cool ghoul might be the only one that comes out of that, the whole system clean. With, you with, know? Yeah. Dick Van Hone. I wanted to have his daughter <laughs> on because we, we met on Facebook and I'm scheduled awesome. to have her on, but uh, I wanted for the Halloween special. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted for the Halloween special. And then Lisa went into the hospital. Sorry. I couldn't do it. So I, I've not hooked, you know, looped back with her, but that's someone I want to have on is Dick Van Hone's uh, daughter. Cause I love the cool. Yeah. Cool, yeah. cool is the best. Right. That would be oh, fun. Cool. Only thing I did with Bob Shreve. Yeah, Bob Shreve did fine. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, he was an alcoholic, but that was all he did. He got drunk a lot. And, and he, he didn't even. flattened by really... Lisa. Huh? <laughs> and he got flattened yeah. by Lisa. Yeah, Lisa ran. Yeah, I knocked him down at a concert. Full body slam. I was 14, and he was still shorter and weighed less than me. Oh, my God. I'm keeping oh. my mouth shut. <laughs> Only thing I I have with uh, Jerry Springer is uh, his daughter has Down syndrome and um, yeah. was technically, you know, disabled. Disabled. Yeah, he, he always it'd be him and her doing like the Easter Seals telethon and stuff. I remember. Yeah, but it kind of bothered me because I feel like I'm like your whole show is like exploiting people exploiting people and i'm like <laughs> with issues and i'm like your daughter is going through issues and it's kind of like he sold out you know like yeah, i don't he know absolutely did he's once a kind of respectable so. newsman uh yeah. in the first place there's this school in cincinnati that caters to special needs kids called the springer school mm. in case you're wondering number one Number two, part of his sellout is sponsoring the school that his family created to help his daughter. Mm -hmm. So at least that's my understanding of what went on. I don't know if that's the whole truth or if the school was there before that. But I do know that it not only caters to children with disabilities, but it caters to children who have higher function. I I didn't know all that. I just know yeah. that I felt like his show exploited people and and for all people that that, that having a kid with but Down he, syndrome, yeah. I just felt was you know like. But his show exploited people like two men fighting over a blow up doll because they both were in and love. It was all fake. It was well, all fake. whatever. But <laughs> he wasn't exploiting a. Uh, I don't disabled think people. well, they're probably disabled too. Who knows? He, right. The thing is, these people beg to be on the show. They beg. Yeah. I know I actually know two lesbians who were on the show, and they had a third person, they were basically a trouble for a while, and then two of them, you know, but the two that originated together and the trouble, they went on the show to pretend that. One of them was going with the third person, and this was completely not true. They just wanted to be on the Jerry Springer show. And I Mm -hmm. think that's a lot of people. So, I mean, there's a certain amount of exploitation, but it was voluntary. That's like saying that the real world exploits the people that are on it. I'm like, 
Well, you know what? They just put you in a room. What you do in that room, out. Oh, wow. So, Jerry Limb alert, hon. Limb alert. He said his conscience drove him to contact the FBI after he paid for prostitutes with two personal checks in December 1973 and January 74. Then he resigned as a councilman in 74. And then in 75, he made one of the biggest political comebacks in Cincinnati history, winning back his seat on the council. That says his sincere and direct television ads directly addressing the issue were credited for the win. Interesting. I, wow. I don't remember those ads. That would be interesting to go back and watch. Well, we <laughs> were young then. But I remember the event. Yeah. And somehow Bob Braun was tied up in it also. You know, yeah, that's the first I'm hearing of the Bob Braun bit of it. I, I remember the Jerry Springer. My dad knew a limerick about connected in that whole check using government money to pay for prostitutes. Yeah. He was drug into it somehow. Somehow he was connected. Yeah. I don't well, think he's on anything. There once was a councilman named Springer who took a young whore out to Dinger. He said, What the heck? I'll pay her by check. And now his dick's in a ringer. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, Jerry Springer wrote personal checks. It wasn't, I mean, there's Aaron yeah. Personal checks. I heard they were government, they were, we were paying. The, mm-hmm. the I, I, they were, were personal checks from what I was just reading. Yeah. Well, you yeah. know what? I've got I've got a uh, message out to Jerry's people, but he hasn't been on the show. <laughs> so so uh-huh. let's, let's talk about So we had like Andy Furman was probably the biggest local personality that we had. Biggest star. On. So yeah, and he was a local sports uh, announcer. He works for like uh, CBS Sports or something now. He's still on radio, but he's not mm-hmm. WLW anymore. It was a Sunday morning first, I think about 86, 86, 87, around there. And then after that, uh, Bob Trumpy left, and then Chris Collinsworth took over, and they asked me to do the last hour, 8 to 9, with Chris. And then Chris says, what are you doing hanging around between 6 and 8, doing nothing? Come in with me for three hours. So I stayed with Chris for three hours, and then he had so many responsibilities. He'd be gone two days a week. Then eventually he left, and they gave me the show, and it was my show, and I did that. At six, and after the Reds games, I hung around and did the extra innings. Yeah, definitely recall all that. Definitely. But you know, it's funny, I, and I listen right now, and you know, I I, I don't know if the times are different. People are more uh, politically correct. They're afraid, and maybe they they've been warned. Maybe they don't want to get fired. They're afraid. But you know, the stuff I did, and I was lucky because I worked with Randy Michaels, and he would go to bat for programming people because he was just as crazy as me, and he loved that stuff. Right now, I think the radio station is driven by by salespeople, and that's mm-hmm. not healthy. I think that if you're a creative yeah. guy and you you're in programming, you you're gonna be handcuffed. But uh, I remember when uh, Jim Bowden was the general manager, <laughs> and I, I, he just rubbed people the wrong way. And I remember en- entering an entering show. I put the uh, song "The Great Pretender." I said, "This is for you, Jim." And we played <laughs> uh, by the Platters, "The Great Pretender," and he was hot. He was pissed. But you know, <laughs> people love that stuff. No, yeah. one's, no one's hurt by it. It's all entertainment. That's what it Old is. Old leather pants. Yeah, leather pants. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Um, one thing, one of the guests that Lisa really liked from early on was a writer named Evelyn Cole LaPorte. Mm-hmm. And she brought a lot to us, a lot of knowledge about the Peace Corps and about serving um, 
overseas, you know, and uh, we, we want to have her back because she was getting ready to write her memoirs and she was just a very interesting, nice. Uh, well, this is, this yes. is a memoir about her time um, in Mexico. It's called Between Inca Walls. It's a really good book. It's not very long. Um, and uh, it's just really interesting. It's it's about this young girl from a very small town, like really, really small. Like, you know, everybody's first, last, and middle name, small. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she, uh, you know, she volunteered for the Peace Corps while in, in college, and she went to Mexico, and she built schools, and um, and... And then she went back again later and she met her future husband and they've been married for ever. Yeah. So it's just a really good story. And I really enjoyed it. Almost to a person. There's almost every one of these people we'd love to have back, but it's like, yeah, we've, you know, we, we're constantly like we got four this week <laughs> that, that yeah. we're going to do. And it's like, but there are some very, you know, we love, we, we pretty much had a good experience with everyone. Mm-hmm. We can't think yeah. of a single one that like, threw down their headset or said something nasty or like yeah. you guys are not giving me a fair yeah. shake. Everything's been a really good experience. It's that's yeah, what's yeah. kept us going. Nothing right? like uh, nothing like mm-hmm. when Gallagher stormed out on Mark Marin. Right, right. But there are, how do you guys feel how do you feel about uh Elon Musk taking over Twitter? Oh, uh, that's a good question. <laughs> I, uh, I'm I'm not that I big. think he's he's making a lot of short sighted decisions. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. The firings are alarming. That I mean, obviously he had a game plan. It's like I'm gonna go and clean house, you know. But what 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 part of the house needed to be cleaned? I mean, do what do you know about the people and it's still running just fine. So it makes you think like I, I don't know if you saw um the girl that was saying like, Yeah, I work for Twitter and here I'm uh having lunch and having some wine and uh um you know like and like she was showing her whole day and it was a joke like like really like like she wasn't doing anything um so he let it go like a lot of those people um i don't know i don't know more arbitrary than that he just let go like over half the staff like the first day Right. Then then two days later, he realized he needed a lot of those people and had to hire a bunch of them back. And a lot of them wouldn't come back. And the ones that did come back weren't quite as loyal as they'd been previously, having just been fired. Right. He put out a call. Right. It's been interesting to see this unfold because he was like, oh, yeah, that, that oh, was, yeah. anybody who actually write, writes code, come to the 10th floor um, right. you know, on Saturday. Yeah. And bring uh, I don't know. I just think it's interesting. He wanted he wanted screenshots of your most salient chunks of code and all kinds of weird uh it was a bizarre ask. Right. Things you might think might be said if it had a boardroom or something behind scenes. Yeah, and that anybody that stays has to be committed well, you, to, you know, working. He's also dropping he's also dropping like um information that was held back from uh Hunter Biden and all that, like talking about the Taibbi yeah. Twitter dump. Yeah, yeah. So the only thing they yeah, technically held back, going on, the only thing they know? technically held back were nudes of Hunter Biden. Yeah, of himself. Yeah. 
<laughs> the Justine. So Biden took his own pictures or somebody else took them? I don't know, but he had he had them on his phone and that's what they intervened to ask not to have released. Mm-hmm. That's it. And, that's and he was caught up. He was caught up like uh, bringing women over from Europe and everything else. And they said that that he uh, was working with trafficking and stuff like that. So, oh, okay, that's whether, bad. Trafficking yeah. bad. Well, he he made a point to reinstate Trump and Kanye West, or try to. I don't know if they if, if Trump returned or not, but they he he reinstated. Trump and West. Trump said he wasn't going to come back because that would be kind of admitting that his social network failed. And Kanye West got banned again. Oh, did he? <laughs> oh, and then he found Alex Jones. I don't know if you guys seen that. Talking yeah. about, like, he loves the Nazis and Hitler. <laughs> right, right. Oh, yeah, Kanye. That's right. Oh, Pusher. he's mentally ill. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but if, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, if Kim Kardashian divorces the most famous guy on the planet, something's wrong with him. No, I think <laughs> Floyd might be dead on the screws there. I think mm-hmm. he does have some mental issues. Oh yeah. So it's kind of sad, almost, to see somebody self-destruct to that extent, especially because he's lauded as a genie. Like some creative people think. Like, he's I a creative I don't genius. know his music well enough, but some people say he is a musical genius. That if you break it down. He is mm-hmm. actually, you know, but to me, it seems like very overdone, very overproduced, very, uh, mm-hmm. but, you know, there are people who really invest. In, right. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, you know, when, when Alex Jones is sitting there, like, kind of like freaking out, like trying to, trying to get him to backtrack and he won't. You, you, you know, if, if, if Alex Jones is even turning around and like, Starting to like rub his face, like man, this is too much. Um, yeah. You know, <laughs> that's like yeah, you've gone a little bit far there. If you got the, that kind of reaction out of Jones, like, both of those guys know what it's like to lose a billion dollars in a short time. Though. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Well, we've had uh, Demetrius Witherspoon is someone I definitely want to have back on. He's very uh, personable. He's uh, he's on my Facebook. He's he's. Uh, what he is is a science fiction producer of the submerged universe. And Aaron, I think, missed out on our talk with him, but we had a really good time with Demetrius. Mm. <laughs> but uh, so uh, I noticed you have strong female characters in your stories. I'm wondering, yeah. um, that was that uh, come from your uh, upbringing? Yeah, where does that come from? Um, I would say, you know, g- growing up, you know. Uh, we had Sigourney Weaver. We had mm-hmm. uh, uh, T- in Terminator, you know, uh, strong uh, women um, that, mm-hmm. you know, went through some things, but they come out stronger on the other side. And yeah. so um, that always um, spoke to me, you know, and to mm-hmm. really see that. And also part of my story is like, um inspired by uh, a real life uh lady that uh was uh homeless and mm-hmm. she would be panhandling uh on a, uh, one of the main streets here in Indianapolis mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I would help whenever I could but I was like man what it took for her to be in this position and you know what if she got thrown into this other world and mm-hmm. uh, had a child and had to come out stronger on the other side, not only just physically, but uh, mm-hmm. mentally to deal with 
uh, her surroundings and right. uh, and things. And so uh, that in, inspired me to start. That's what I started with. I started thinking about mm -hmm. this lady running down this alley uh, with uh, people that look like men in black, this government coming after her. And that's where my, my original mm -hmm. thoughts were. That's, that's back. It's like it's like uh right before i joined i think yeah and then uh john wayne john s wayne um i really enjoyed him too he's another producer um yeah. director type person and uh he's uh got a, a like a movie series called uh ebony hustle yeah and uh and he's got a very strong female protagonist yeah i thought lisa and john wayne Yes, we John, I thought they were going out for drinks afterwards. They really got along good. Well, if he wasn't in Atlanta, maybe <laughs> you you'd be invited. Yeah, well, you know we're just going to nerd out. Oh yeah, filmmakers on drinks and, and nerdiness. If he brings along, and his, probably uh, a coffee bar. Not brings a along his leading bar. lady. I might come. She was pretty good. Oh yeah, uh, and she was kind of hot. <laughs> Can't think of a name. You know they're getting to start a new uh, Beetlejuice with Winona Ryder and um, whoever played Beetlejuice. I forget his name. Yeah, Michael uh, Keaton. Yeah, yeah, Michael yeah. Keaton. They're bringing them all back. That's one of those. They're, they're also remaking Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Those are two movies that I don't think need to be remade. No. all <laughs> what they were the first time around. Some of these... It's like they're running out of material or ideas. If you make if you remake planes, trains, and automobiles now, everybody has cell phones and the whole movie's finished in two minutes. Right, right. Whatever happened to oh. the remaking a movie but naming it something else entirely with different characters? Yeah, uh, that used to be something that rather than just blatantly, you know, remake a movie like they remade Psycho. That's a different movie. They remade Psycho yeah. and it was. Shot by shot by shot replication of the original right, movie. Right. It's like what the hell? Just with different make? actors. Um, yeah. Did you do uh, uh, Ghostbusters? Yeah. 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 They did that. Oh, That's... wait a minute. Which one? That the one with the Ghostbusters. Or the the one with the kids? Not with the queep jokes. <laughs> no kids. Not not women. Women. Yeah. Yeah. With the kids. Okay. And I like, bring back, I like bring it back better than the all-female cast, although I felt like the all-female cast was just a vehicle for a bunch of personal, you know, uh, comedians. Well, you and Nick were going to fight it out over that one, because well, wasn't, it, wasn't that what Ghostbusters was, oh, too? I didn't say I loved it. Wasn't it a Bill Murray vehicle? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, well, they even had Bill Murray in it, and they just make him a joke, everything else. It was all about, like, feminism and everything else and mm -hmm. no one asked for it like it was a no. remake nobody asked it for was unnecessary and i felt it it if you take and it they, and they they side by side with that? the original ghostbusters it's it's not even close what were you saying Aaron? didn't they do another remake after that though yeah they just they just made one that just another another with period. men yeah, well, with kids, and oh, they kids? they also brought like John Belushi, all of them back in there. Too. John Belushi's dead, and he wasn't in Ghostbusters. Yeah, he wasn't in Ghostbusters. Yeah. Bill Murray, man. Okay, I got the wrong yeah, name. Bill Murray. Sorry, oh, he was another Saturday Night Live guy, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they had all the original cast in the movie Ghostbusters. After for uh, what's his I name? Dan Aykroyd's in it. 
Yeah. Mm. And um, it was a tribute All to, right. I forget his name, but he passed away. Um, right, Harold right. Ramis. Ramis, Harold Ramis. Harold Ramis. Yeah. Thank but you. It, but he, uh, the storyline was uh, the great granddaughter um, moved back to this house and it was just completely covered in and stuff from the Ghostbusters. Right. And so it was kind of a tribute. And then Ramus made a, a cameo at the end as a ghost. Yeah. yeah he's, he's credited in the cast. So I was kind of wondering. I loved him. Yeah. Stripes. I love Stripes in general. That was a great movie. Yeah, Stripes yeah. was good. We have well, the, the the end of Stripes gets kind of. Right. I, I like it. I like it until gra through graduation. But once they get in the EM fifty, it's, it's that movie different. goes off the rails. <laughs> the only good part, the only good scene on the second part is where he's got, the, and this is he'd probably be uh, me too for this now. But he has the the girl up on the stove, and he's got the spatula. Yeah, yeah that, that was a, the other one that comes, the other one that comes out of the chest at the end. Well, but we have tons of movie makers on our show. I mean, it's like, mm -hmm. man, those have been some of our better guests, too. We just had Ed Hartman, who found uh, As the Earth Turns. He was really that good. Was good one. Yeah, I enjoyed that yesterday. I watched it yesterday. Right, right. Yeah, that, we enjoyed that one, too. And um, we also have one that's, uh, uh, that, that, yeah. that we just shot, we just did over the weekend with another movie maker. Um, and mm -hmm. I won't reveal what that one is yet, but. Um, it was really good. It was, it was about it was, okay. It was a movie called Man Baby. Um, that's mm -hmm. uh, and, it, and the circumstance, man baby. man, yeah, man, baby, yeah, one word. okay. It's on, it's on Tubi, yeah, yeah. everybody can go watch it, it for free on Tubi, mm -hmm. right? Tim Lytell was his name. Mm -hmm. We had a good talk, even though uh, I screwed that one up, but uh, but yeah. it was very good because it was supposed to be a rerun forensics about Pee Wee's. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh, and instead we reviewed his actual. Yeah, we, we 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 went over his movie instead of Pee Wee's Big mm -hmm. Adventure. So we got to have him back for sure and do Pee Wee. Right, Big right. Probably sometime in January or February we'll do that. We'll do him again. But that's a teaser. But I mean, we also had Matthew Alexander and, and everything. Aaron's mm -hmm. friend Matthew did his yeah. son Eli is working with learned the craft of filmmaking. Mm -hmm. So filmmaking. Yeah, been... Matthew recently got his MFA. He is Master of Fine Arts in. Mm -hmm. no, I think indirectly. Is that your son, oh, Aaron? Uh, that's um, uh, it's my friend that I hike with and yeah. worked with yeah. at Disney. Um, mm -hmm. He was uh, he was one of the layoffs after the pandemic, and he took early retirement and went and got his master's. Yeah. And which of your sons is the uh, preemie Eli? baby? Oh, my grandson. Oh, yeah, because they're all so big now. And yeah. Keep trying to pick them out, and they're all so big, you know that you don't know which one. I watch that little baby. It, he's uh, he's still got the glasses, so you can always tell him. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay, I'll look for yeah, the glasses. Uh, Aaron's got four uh, four children: one daughter and three sons, and then two grandsons. Oh, yeah, he's doing his part. And he's got hey. one grand dog, and is it three Garen cats or three cats or? Yeah, we got three cats and a bird. No, no. Oh, okay. Well, if you many, I know if you get that many great kids there, and you don't need to count cats. No. <laughs> no, not that. Um, Dean Simone, another filmmaker. Now, Dean has been one of our best uh, guests. We love having him on. He's in the Three Timers Club, right? 
Right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, because I know I always hear Jackson talk about St. Vincent, but Jackson's, uh, my 14-year-old, his favorite thing is Pink Floyd, but the Sid Barrett Pink Floyd. Oh, the- that's my favorite Pink Floyd, yeah. yeah. That's how I feel as well, man. I'm really into that. And, um, yeah, so, yeah. 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 Um, okay. Phil and I were into the same Pink Floyd at the same time. Yeah. What was yeah. that first Saucer Full of Secrets? Saucer Full of Secrets. And then yeah. Piper, uh, and Piper at the Gates of Dawn. Yeah. Piper at the Gates of Dawn, yeah. yeah that's and then the wish, wish You Were Here is about him. Yeah. The whole yeah. album is about him. You guys have heard that story, right? About he yeah. shows up in the studio and he's overweight and his eyebrows are shaved and he's bald and they're like, who's, who's that guy? <laughs> it's like, it's yeah, they didn't wow. even know it's him. Yikes. Wow. wow. Mm-hmm. Now me, I mean, the way I look like, from the age of, uh, from the age of like, we were in, I was in Louisville visiting my family and somebody recognized me from the first grade because I just basically look the same almost, you know, God, you can tell it's me. Yeah. <laughs> I've always, awesome. I'm, I mean, I still look like I'm in my mid forties, and since I'm fifty five, I'm okay with that. But I still also look like that little girl. But you do not look remotely fifty five years old. Wow! His film Game Day is on Tubi, and uh, uh-huh. I think it's on Amazon Prime. And also, Dean is going to be on an HBO series. Actually, he's got a recurring role in HBO series. Yeah. And the um, the one about the Lakers is it called Showtime? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, and he he plays, um, um, he plays a newspaper writer, right? Someone that he actually has admiration for, so it's like appropriate yeah. to get the role. So, yeah, he's very excited. But Dean's also mm-hmm. heads a rock band, the Smoking Cobras. We had but, the, we had all the Cobras on. They enjoyed it. They say, right. yeah. I and Aaron met them. He went to one of their them. concerts. Yeah, had a blast with the Cobras. Mm-hmm. I think those like, next time they come around. That that was a good podcast too. I don't like their music yeah. and everything. Yeah. yeah, those guys are great, man. This guy, like uh, Tony, Dean, you know, they're, they're really good guys. And then a couple of bourbons, and it hits about 2 o'clock in the morning, and he starts playing music. <laughs> and pretty much going back and forth between um, – so, so there I am. I'm usually asleep. And the next thing you know, there's Metallica at the level that <laughs> Philip can hear it. He spent a lot of his teens in headphones with the, the all the way turned up. Let's give you an idea of, you know, the volume. Yeah, but then so it might- then it's like, there's Johnny Cash, kind of a little bit mellow, a little bit cool, and then Metallica. And then Johnny Cash, and then Metallica. Well, but then Love on the Rocks? Well, yeah. Okay. But, I mean, you know. <laughs> I'm not Ain't no big surprise. Cash and Metallica. Um, oh, Blondie. Oh, yeah. I've got to have Blondie. Yeah. Get your clever in there. Right there. Yeah. What you got to have, man. It's the bourbon that makes it. But I like the musical taste with the bourbon because it's a little bit, it's like spicy. It's like hot and sweet. Mm -hmm. So you're you're mixing it together. It's sort of like, it's like a Thai food approach. Mm -hmm. I kind of forgot about that one too when I was trying to think back. And they always say the first ones that jump out at you are the, you know, the ones to mention, and I already did, but that was a good one too. Mm-hmm. You know that I enjoyed all, all of them. I enjoy. You know, you guys do a good job, mm-hmm. and yeah, and your guests are very interesting. And yeah, Aaron, you should listen once in a while. <laughs> 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 
I've got I've just got such a long queue of podcasts. I get it. I, I took one, one comes up that I've already partaken in. Yeah. I, now I, I've got to listen to it three times to make up for Aaron's vote. Yeah, right. I'll, I'll still download them. How's that? Okay. I'll download them, but I can't promise to listen. I don't want to cover your butt all the time. <laughs> Yeah, talk. she's busy covering my butt. <laughs> <laughs> you're not listening to him either, Lisa. All right, chew it up and listen to it once a day. There you go. Okay. <laughs> to keep yeah. your views up, you know. Right. <laughs> That's my job. <laughs> Talking of other podcasts, so we'd have to mention Genuine you know, do our routine uh ad for rock and roll heaven. You know, it's our one of our favorite mm-hmm. podcasts. Come on, and yeah, they've um, all been on together and separately. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, talking about LD, Will to Thrill, and mm-hmm. TJ, and we've had them all back TJ for TJ too, right? Right. Um, I looking back on it, we should have probably had uh, Troy on for the Johnny Cash Folsom Prison one that we did with yeah. TJ too. Yeah, but I really love. Cool. It. I don't think he saw that one. I watched it. Well, I watched it twice. I watched it once for me, once for him. There you go. <laughs> that was. I, I really wanted to do that. That's not a uh, Aaron's audio audible. It doesn't fit the criteria, but it's one that I really wanted to do. And yeah, uh, it probably doesn't because what you're doing on there seems to be like sneaking up an album that you don't know, Phil. Right. And then reviewing it. And that was that. A good idea, yeah. Yeah, and um, I've been enjoying that too. And it's uh, I'm not real up on uh, I guess more of the modern or the Aaron's picks. I'm not up on. You know, you yeah. two are that's, more. That's the idea. It's, it's something that Phil's never heard before. Which is yeah. a vast collection of <laughs> there's a, vinyl. There's, there's a there's a whole collection. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can only imagine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the whole plan is is make Phil listen to something that he wouldn't otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> and that's absolutely right. All right. Before what was week. what was Lisa asking there? Is that a slipper? Zither. What's a zither? Zither, Z-I-T-H-E-R, zither. What's a zither? It's a, it's kind of like a, an electronic xylophone. Oh, that's a guitar. No, well, it's a different kind of electronic xylophone. It's More flat, like a right? xylophone, but different. But I mean, I mean, what's being played in the song is a guitar. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, at least for me. I'm having a tough time being critical. It's like, is it Aaron, you know, Aaron will bring up something. And I'm like, I don't know if I can really like this or not. And I, by the time you listen to it three times, I don't know. I guess I'm uh, <laughs> influenced or something. But he hasn't come up with a bad album yet. So I don't think Aaron has bad taste. I'll, I'll, I'll have to sneak a bad one in one of these days. Yeah, I'll, I'll, and I'll let you know about it. You already soon. have. <laughs> oh wait a minute, that's just my opinion. I really love Maggot Brain. I didn't. I had no idea. I mean, that's such a good rock album. You know, that was yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. Mm. Um, Isn't that the rule? You have to listen to it three times be- before you can actually. I, I think ideally you should. 
before yeah. you voice pass judgment opinion. on it. <laughs> you can't voice <laughs> an opinion until you've heard it three times. <laughs> right, right. Like clicking your heels in Wizard of Oz or something, you know? Yeah. Well, once it's for the shock value, the other one is to try the second listen is, you know, to try to uh, Okay. Make sense of the first one. <laughs> yeah, make yeah, make sense of the shock. And the third one, you're actually kind of, okay. <laughs> third yeah. one, you know more what you're in for. <laughs> yeah. yeah. By the third one, you've reached, uh, what? what is it? Uh, 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 not Berlin Syndrome, what do they call no, it? Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> yeah, we're third, listen, you're a convert because you have to be. <laughs> you're yeah you're hostage to Aaron's music yeah. did didn't work well music's been like <laughs> a big theme for us I mean not just uh these albums that we review but like we've got a lot of original artists on you know like Jen Ash uh she was mm-hmm. I liked her a lot it was different than anything else we did it was more R&B mm-hmm. you know stuff and been Rhett Rhett Wicker um that was, was awesome. country um I hope Rhett mm-hmm. continues to make music because he said he was going to take a break i hope it's like like one of those things where it takes too long of a break mm-hmm. i mean that was like a really good album he put out I mean, yeah around the uh, end it's called let's not forget david and uh marianne dave yep dave, yeah uh, not only did we have a great episode with them they actually came to the house and played music david Tim, um and david they wrote Tim. they wrote our theme song they yeah they wrote song our theme song right. and that was just something they did for us we didn't you know yeah. Right. Because mm-hmm. um, that is, I do like your intro. Your <laughs> intro. Yeah. yeah. David, uh, their friend from high school, David, and his uh, fiance mm-hmm. did that for us. And David does most of the writing, I believe. And then uh, Marianne um, is in the band. Uh, she contributes to lyrics. So. And, uh... And you know, I guess that's where that came from. The man with the guitar is a traveling man, and right. And uh, I traveled for many years after that. You know, me and the guitar. I still have the guitar that I uh, that I wrote it with, which I believe, <clears throat> if the the story was correct, um, that year somewhere around there when I was nineteen, yourself, Phil, Aaron, uh, Tony, and 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 Buffy, all kind of you guys kind of had a musical Christmas. And everybody got musical instruments for each other. And then the, the story I got was that each of you kind of chipped in a little bit. And then Tim Miller went out and bought me that six string acoustic. Oh, yeah. Which is so I kind of credit all you guys for getting me that guitar. Um, I had a guitar prior to that in the fourth grade that my grandfather had given me. And I had a few lessons, but I never really I never really took to it. <clears throat> yeah. But that guitar that you guys bought me when I was 19, um, I took to it. Mm-hmm. And uh me and Tim Miller got a band together a year or two later. Uh, might have been four or five years later. I'm not sure. And um, good old Tim. Yeah. yeah. And of course, you know, and uh, he he taught me a lot. And um, but yeah, I, that me and that guitar, it's 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 been around the block a lot now, and it's a little unplayable, um, but it's still hanging in my living room. Well, Troy, I know that uh, mm-hmm. you know, like when you owned your restaurant, you le- you love to have these singer songwriters on. And or on you know at your restaurant perform you know Fridays and Saturdays like Pete Miller would have been a great uh, person. I was that, just going to mention that guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's, he's really got no <laughs> social media presence. We're reading him these rave reviews from like Melody Maker that he had no clue about. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> he has, no, I he has had, no idea uh, that he's got fans from 
Miles Nielsen, which is Cheap Trick's son. Uh, oh, yeah. He's Cheap got a son. He's he's a great, great, awesome, awesome um, writer. Um, also, the Dead South. I don't know if you're familiar with the Dead South. No, they're a local Rockford band. No, they're um, they're from the South, <laughs> okay. but. Uh, but they're mainly acoustic. They play the cellos and the banjo, and right. they're just amazing. That's kind of what the people around here in this area, and uh, this part of the Midwest, and that where we're at, it's very um, oh. country, but not like the popular country. It's Bluegrass. people playing on cigar boxes, guitars, and right. stuff like that. Who kind of old fashioned? Yeah. Appalachian, you know, local. Yeah, Appalachian. Yeah. And I don't know why, because they don't have any Appalachian connections that I know of. And they make fun of anybody that really is from the South or Appalachia, you know, because they're solid Yankees up here. And yeah. so I don't, I don't get it. You know, I don't understand what the connection is. I love it. I, I love it. <laughs> well, well, you're from Ohio. You're closer yeah, you're, to you probably got a, you definitely got an Appalachian connection in you somewhere. Yeah, uh, for and sure. I'll I'll fly out and visit you guys soon, maybe in spring. See cool. it. I subject, but oh god, Aaron can testify to our dusting. Um, you know. Yeah, he doesn't have a plane. He's got to rent a plane or something. Oh, <laughs> I can rent a plane. That's fine. I know. Well, Riverfront remembered. <laughs> <laughs> Riverfront remembered. Did you guys see that? Hear that one? The, yes. The guy that did the documentary for for the Reds Hall of Fame, Cam Miller. Right. Yeah, that was a that was cool. I did. I, I watched it. Was. I love that one. And he well he said he's not just a sports historian he's a local historian I mean he's done films about the uh, Civil War era Cincinnati and uh, Union mm -hmm. Terminal and also Crosley Field and stuff he worked at the Hall of Fame right yeah he did but it, now he's more of like an independent contractor but he did work at the Hall of Fame for a while now he works with the Hall of Fame so Mm -hmm. Mike Philbig's a good guest too. We've had a couple of times. Right, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Mike's a great guest. Yeah. Um well yeah. if I if I fly out there, I'll I'll take you guys up if you want to fly. <laughs> I'm not a great flyer. <laughs> yeah, Philip's, Philip's really not a good flyer. Phil Phil has a hard time driving through canyons. So. <laughs> flying over them. I won't fly. I'll take this. you up there then. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Aaron will go up with you. He'll go. He he's gone up in an ultralight before with Tim O'Connor and, and a, a, a gyrocopter. Gyrocopter. Gyroplane. What is a gyrocopter? Looks like a little balsa wood glider that you get in a little self pack or something. It's, a, it's like a that very small, like a very small <laughs> helicopter. It, it oh. makes a Cessna look like a freaking jet. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. But yeah, Tim O'Connor's been on, but he flies those, and so does his wife Connie. The the glider. Yeah. That 
gyro planes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Flying over. And aren't those just like the chassis? There's no like walls or windows or you know. Yeah, no, no yeah. windows really. It's, yeah, it's, it's just like a motorcycle with a propeller. Yeah, we were like going out. We were going over the the Ohio River, or the Little Miami River, <laughs> wherever Zimmer Power Plant is. We saw we were near that. Wow, that would have been Where free. Is Zimmer, is Zimmer near uh, uh, near um, what's that? Moscow. There, yeah, I would say Moscow because there's going out of probably. Yeah, Moscow, New Richmond has a power plant out there. Yeah, I and think that might be the yeah. yeah, that might be the Zimmer one because that name rings a bell, but um, I'm not a hundred percent in. So that would be the Ohio River, not the the. Although you might have skimmed the Little Miami too. Yeah, it's, no, it was the Ohio. Because I remember now we were looking at Kentucky. Yeah, it's on the Ohio. See, the hardest part for me was one was landing. That's always uh, fun. Important part. Fun. And then yeah. when your when your instructor crashed his plane. Remember that one? Yeah, he crashed his plane. Uh, that was who was <laughs> teaching him. <laughs> but we gotta ask: Did he survive? I mean, oh yeah, yeah. That's why we can laugh. We can all laugh about it. It's important. Yeah, he, he lived. <laughs> uh, the other thing that's hard is taxing because you'd like to think that you can just steer the wheel and mm-hmm. turn right or left. But it's bipedals, so you have to uh, use your feet to go right or left. You can't use the steering wheel, the the yoke. You can't you can't use the yoke. It doesn't do anything. That's it only moves the, it moves the wings. It doesn't move the wheels. Yeah, yeah, oh, makes sense. Mm. Not, not for me. Yeah. Not for me. <laughs> <laughs> You're not gonna see me anytime soon that way. All right. Uh, and Montgomery, that was a good guess. I'll, I'll be there and mm-hmm. and was a former ESPN uh, news host. Oh yeah, there was a lot with her. Teacher, lot, author, huh? right? Activist, umpire. Yeah. Uh huh. I mean, do, would you want to hold a mic up to a coach's face who's losing fifty to nothing in the first half? Probably right. not. I know. But, um, <laughs> well, I'm I'm hoping for him to really. Lisa get- would. Great yeah, Lisa. Quote. Lisa would hold him right through the halftime. He'd miss his halftime speech, probably. Yeah, well, I think my point is, I'd rather see some women get invited into the booth now and then, do a little yeah. color play by play. But that's still almost unheard of. It's a little um, bit more I, of it now. Baseball. In baseball, uh, they had well. an all-female booth a couple times this year. Was it last year? Well, I'm I'm surprised. I know in football, in the NFL, they did it in what 2018 with. Uh, Gail Gardner and uh, Kramer, Andrea Kramer. Andrea Kramer. They made a big deal out of it, but you, but you, it was so hard to find the channel they were on, and they still yeah. had Joe Buck and and Aikman doing their thing. So that's who everybody watched, and they and it kills me. The Pro Football Hall of Fame about a month ago took the headphones that those women wore in that supposed broadcast and they put them in the Hall of Fame to show. And there's a whole new section in the Pro Football Hall of Fame: the women in football. And they use that to say, look, aren't we great? We have women in football. Oh, please. Yeah, we we each read one of her books. And, oh, yeah, the umpire, uh, female activism. Uh, she's raised multiple uh, uh, kids? foster children. Yeah, foster kids. Yeah. They're she really had foster children. kids for, like, over 30 years. 
Really enjoyed her. So we got to put a lot of work into all the, you know, we've had quite a few authors. And when we do, I think sometimes at their surprise, we do try to make an effort to read the entire book. We actually you know. do look at their material. We got to get Tango back on. Yeah, we got to get Tango. Yeah. I don't want to forget any, or Fendi. We gotta get, forget anybody. We got to get Lou back on. Yeah, Lou mm-hmm. Diamond, uh, um, Jeremy Bryant, and Chancey Bryant has been good friends to make so far. Yeah, yeah, they're 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 fun music crossover podcasts. Right. Yeah. Um Ray Coop and I'm gonna I'm gonna send both of you uh Aaron, you Phil and Lisa, I'm gonna send you both um the Dead South. Uh, I really think you'll like them and I'm pretty confident that you could probably um score a show with them. Like I'll I'll send them over to you like Will you be on the show? Sure. Okay. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Then we'll do a, one of our album things. Uh, those aren't called, are those, is that what we call Aaron's Audibles? Or well, we call that, this would be album forensics or Aaron's audio. Yeah. Album, forensics. album forensics. Yeah. Yeah. There is one thing that I've been proposing to Philip, and I haven't mentioned it overall, uh, before Philip says, well, it's been a great podcast, even though we're having fun, so why quit? But. That's just how I feel. But um, I think that maybe Yaha should be a pantheon. Because Philip's been wanting to join a pantheon. And I'm like, why don't we make a pantheon? Well, pantheon's a brand. What I'm saying is that uh-huh. it would be nice to be part of some sort of podcast network. Okay. Why don't we make our own network? Well, we could. And we could let people join us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh but that way, what we'd have is it would all be yeah, aha, uh-huh, and then under it would be the rerun forensics, the rerun albums, or the album reviews, the Aaron's audibles, uh, you know, and it would it would kind of like we could create an organization almost. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to send it over to you guys. Check it Thank out. You. And see what you think. Yeah, all right, yeah, cool. we we're, have, we're very yeah. interested. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you'd love them. Like they're they're phenomenal. So. Dead South or Deep South? Dead, Dead South. South. Dead, Dead South. South. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, right, uh, Imbalanced History of Rock and Roll was on. That was a good uh, When we got to meet the Foo Fighters at the MMR 50th birthday party backstage, they had a barbecue, and the band came out, and they we got to all talk to them for a little bit. And were they naked? No, they were not okay. naked. They were well-dressed. Um, but we were talking, and it was a lot of fun, and it was really casual. Uh, Pat Smear told us, uh, told me a story about how he had almost sat on a Gigi Allen couch, one that Gigi Allen had Ew. sat or laid on just after he performed on stage. Oh. And his friends were like, don't sit there! <laughs> and I was cracking up at that. Um, it was funny. He just... The way he told the story was great. I got to talk to Taylor Hawkins about music. And then the one question I asked Dave Grohl was uh, he shared a lot of he shared the stage with a lot of people before. Had he ever shared the stage with Lux Interior and Poison Ivy and the Cramps? And he was like, fuck no, but I fucking wanted to. God Kids uh, love of music and the cramps and the two the song that my son loves and the song that his daughter loves and it was really kind of down to earth and real and he drops a lot of f bombs when he talks in natural conversation it's yeah, awesome Christian Swain too it's good yeah Christian and I'll send it to you too Aaron like I'll okay. send it over yeah. you as well I'll check it out so this- you guys could go all the way back up to the beginning of your playlist on your podcast. 
and mm-hmm. almost have every one of them back on there again. Mm-hmm. And My it time. would be, except yeah. then the ones you don't invite back on are going to get their feelings hurt. That's assuming they're listening. Back on and maybe they're busy. Maybe they didn't really enjoy it. Maybe they didn't think they got value for their time spent. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Um, I know too that we definitely need to mention our carcerum and. um, Oh yeah, Shane Salk. And yeah, Doctor Jonas Salk's grandson. Right, Mm -hmm. and I really enjoy carcerum. I forgot about that one. And then just change it up a little bit so it's not like, you know, rehashing the same stuff. Right. That's kind of what we did with Mike Hilbig. You know, we had him on originally to talk about his book. Uh, Just before we get into that, Mercury Theater Mm -hmm. podcast goes along with Carcerum. It's a similar thing. It's a a scripted um, podcast storyline, like a comic book on an audible comic book. John Badger, he was good. Yeah, yeah. It, he he writes them, and mm-hmm. you know, it takes takes him a month and to do an episode. Right. There was there was something that I was thinking about last night after I listened to your podcast, and uh, Lisa brought up something about um, you know, like the artistic thing, or you know, the creative kind of thing. You know, is it genetic or environmental? And I had a, I have my personal take on what it is, mm-hmm. and it's pretty much, you know, and and Aaron can see this probably, I'm sure too, with his kids, is that um, kids that grow grow up in a creative uh, household, okay, yes, it's in their DNA, it's genetic, the the desire to create, and that, but whether what outlet they gravitate to is going to have to do with their environment so it's a mix of both and when you think about it the kids that uh gravitate one way or another it's because of like with with our kids with our grandkids and your kids is um you know like kind of that artistic thing but a lot of it has to do with um you know it's the it's the dna but it's also having the professional good art supplies around you know that uh they can link around with and play with from a very young age you know where they're actually kind of painting on a canvas instead of some piece of crappy paper you know that wrinkles all up so yeah so a lot of it and it goes the same happens with music they have the good instruments around they have that available to them sort of the infrastructure for creativity yeah and and the the, the minds the mentality of the people that you surround yourself with but like so mike hilbig's uh judgment day and other white lies yeah yeah i i I, i'm you know i you know i studied a lot of narrative theory when i was in grad school and so um you know in, in a sense i'm trying to get at you know um narrative is a bigger broader category than we typically think of it right we think of it in terms of like the stories we read or stories we watch on television or in movies and that sort of thing but you know narrative encompasses history it encompasses a lot of our political and social theory um a lot of poetry is narrative poetry we don't we tend to sort of focus on the lyric poetry in in our culture but you know uh those early the odyssey the iliad those early sort of ancient texts were all narrative poems right um 
And so, you know, looking at not only like, you know, um, what stories do we tell, but how do we tell stories? So I, I do a lot of, you know, playing around with form in this collection and, and breaking the third wall is one part of that, right? Judgment um, Day and Other White Lies. Yeah. That's the name of it. Got it. And so we had Mike yeah, really good. We had like Kurt Von, I get you'll love it. For the Dead Kennedys, we had him back on for that. So that's kind of a way, like if we had John Wayne back on, I'd like to have him come on. I'd like to get his take on the music because the soundtrack for his movies are is awesome. You did bring up the Dead Kennedys? Dead Kennedys. Yeah, yeah. we did uh, Fresh Fruit and Rotting Vegetables was uh, Aaron's audio audibles. Yeah. Really? I... He hasn't been watching, you can tell. Well, you guys, that's okay. You got to check that one out. We still uh, love you, Troy. And you got to check out yeah. Wayne. That's 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 my band. That's that's my favorite. Joe, so. your man. Yeah. Ween, you knew Ween before the episode. No, no, no. Or? I think you saw about Dead Kennedys. Oh, Dead Kennedys. Uh huh. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, I, I've God since I was a kid. Um, I'm not going to lie. You know when when yeah, uh, you are probably shut up. <laughs> <laughs> When, Go on. When, when you guys wanted to talk and everything else like that, uh, I was nervous as hell. I, I, I was, I was nervous. Okay, you're over it. Shut up. No. Are you, are you still nervous? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's that? Your episode was awesome. I really enjoyed no. your episode. Are you still nervous? Have you gotten over it? Yeah. Yeah. It's all good. Now he's off on the other end. I, I have yeah. a question for you, uh, Troy. How much of the uh, the uh, the Dunn worry gene did you inherit? Grandpa Dunn, mom's side of the family. Yeah. Oh, your your, your grandmother, your mother, yeah. Philip. I see the worry gene yeah. in. I I can I can speak to that probably better than he can. Mm -hmm. Um. <laughs> The Tucker gene, his dad, Lloyd, uh, is a very extremely strong gene. Every one of Lloyd's kids look exactly alike, even though the mothers aren't the same mothers always. <laughs> and they all have his medical uh, traits, you know, the high blood pressure and the hot temper and you know, those kind of things. Uh, as far as like mom's side of the family, you know, I think that th what he inherited there probably is just kind of milking it or calming it down just a tad. Mm -hmm. And that's about it. <laughs> she likes to think that she's got it all figured out. I don't know. I got everything figured out. I was out. in Houston and... uh Cleared out my dad's house when he passed away. Mm. Oh, he found he found his dad's Bible when they were clearing out his office, and it had naked nudies, Polaroids of me in it. <laughs> oh, that must have been fun. Oh, it's horrible. <laughs> He's sitting around with Trish and his his brother. And they're sitting around going through all this stuff, and I don't know who picked it up first, but they look at it. And, and they hand it over to Troy and they go, hey, Troy, I think this is your mom. <laughs> <laughs> I can never unsee that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't. 
<laughs> he brought it back to me. I have it now so that I know it doesn't go anywhere else. But actually, I wouldn't mind. I looked pretty good then. And your mother, your mother does know how you feel finding pictures, of, uh, finding nudie pictures of your mom. Well, Troy, you said you were, you said you were nervous, but the, the episode with you was one of my favorites because um, you were very uh, informative about the Iowa caucus and you had related your stories good stories you told good stories yeah. you talked about how you met by mm -hmm. in the bathroom and you talked about uh you know uh the, the chef um anthony bourdain who have always liked his work you know mm -hmm. and uh, just getting to touch base with you again after uh, not having seen you so for so long was really that was a special episode for us to do so you were whether you were nervous or not yeah you really didn't good. come off nervous you you sounded really good like yeah. Philip said, you told great stories. Like you've got in a kitchen, you know, it it is very much yes chef, no chef. It's run very militant and it's gotta be because you've got people passing by with pans of hot oil. You got people walking around with sharp chef knives. It's very high paced, it's very under pressure. And if your team isn't organized, someone's gonna get hurt, you know? Yeah. So so yeah, you, you you know what like hurt feelings isn't something that is part of the kitchen in most places. Counter space that no matter how big the kitchen is, there's small places where people are passing each other back and forth. So there are yeah. times you have yeah. to crack the whip. Mm -hmm. like oh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely, you do, and you know, not to brag about it, but yeah, you know, you might have a young dishwasher that just like all kinds rules like you don't break the line meaning like uh, mm -hmm. a server or a dishwasher does not ever walk onto a kitchen line that's just a no-no you don't do that you know like mm -hmm. um that's and all these things are in place to keep people from being injured too at the same time and keep the production going because like unlike how i could do a wedding for 500 here and another 200 here in one night and that's fine you know but yeah, yeah. And but but then you might do two hundred in the restaurant, but so wow. it's high pressure, high volume. You know. Horrible. <laughs> you want to have him cook for you. You no, don't. Nobody likes to hear their own voice. That's probably oh, part yeah, of the reason yeah. I don't listen. To Nick says that he can't stand to listen to his own. You know, I, I have to listen. I guess I'm over it by now. But yeah, I sound like mm -hmm. a local yokel too. You know, myself. <laughs> well, at least I don't sound six anymore. Don't fly you guys around. No. If, if, no. <laughs> yeah, you know, we'll we got to check in on maybe. We got to check in on the "It's a Wonderful Time" people. Yes, right, right. Because they're they're writing an up uh, sequel to that book. Exactly. They wrote. The, mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a the book was about uh, preserving. It's a wonderful time going back. It's a sci-fi preserving. Book. Preserving. It's a wonderful life. Yeah. 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 yeah we we always mess up these that. titles. <laughs> Yeah, it's a one the Jimmy old Jimmy Stewart one. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that Reinhard. We had a little moment with Reinhard where he was a little bit uh, defensive of John Wayne when we kind of pointed out John's. Um, yeah, you know, sort of his. I don't think he was angry. He was. He was yeah. It was a spirited conversation. Yeah, but yeah, I like those guys. Or, or you know, Tanya Fitch, just a tip. Yeah, yeah that was a good one too. James Ross, Coldwater Revenge. 
Stephanie Strange was a good guest. Oh, I love that oh, song. Yeah. Ty. That's like one of my favorite songs of the of the uh, artists that we From had. Stephanie? On. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Did you remember? You said, keep on keeping on, baby. You said, keep on keeping on, my friend. You said, keep on keeping on, darling. We'll get there in the end. Oh, it will come sooner or later, yeah. Oh, it will come sooner than later, yeah. Life is sweeter than candy, yeah Life is finer than the finest wine, oh yeah Life is a bowl full of cherries Life is sweeter than pie And pie's pretty hard to beat So keep on keeping on, baby, yeah just keep on keeping on, my friend, oh yeah Keep on keeping on, darling We'll get there in the end Oh, it will come sooner or later, yeah Oh, it will come sooner than later, yeah Cause life is sweet than pie And pie's pretty hard to beat I think we all know that pie's pretty damn hard to beat How come I watched all these? I've watched all these twice. How come when you bring up the titles and the people, how why don't I remember who? Maybe you're, you're about? not a title person, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. Strange was her band is Strange and the Familiars. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and she lives yeah. up to her name. She's, she's got know, some she's, really good videos. Um, yeah, kind of, kind of witchy. Yeah, yeah and, and also she's like a special. <laughs> teacher and uh one of her special needs students was the one who created the video with the little worm and oh, yeah. that video and the, the the video i liked the song but the video was so good it just you you really fall in love with that worm in less than two minutes you're just praying for that worm to survive and be happy 
in less than two minutes. It's such a good video. Yeah. I hope H.J. Vandright is still writing. I really enjoyed her. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, Katie Chinakis, we can thank her for introducing Lisa to misophonia. She diagnosed mm-hmm. Lisa with misophonia. And <laughs> I, mean, I, can, I can sit there in a room and have people run their fingers down the chalkboard for three hours. But if somebody's doing this... They have to leave the room. But she hasn't given us a okay. somebody yeah. Well my my brother will will do that sometimes. He'll like breathe like that when he's eating. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I every time I'm like, just just the fuck out. Okay, just get out. I mean <laughs> that, can't. that can't sound actually and, and it's an actual diagnosed thing called misophonia. It's an in a, it's a horrible name. But it's it's a true thing, and there's treatment for it even. So it, it's like a therapy thing. Like uh, she didn't give they immerse the- you in the sound until you stop wanting to kill something. Katie so, didn't give us the cure. She just gave no. us the diagnosis. But you can. Yeah, we can look for someone locally if I want the cure. Uh, we've had I'm super, not too worried about it. We've had a Super Bowl champion on Mark yep. Edwards. Mm-hmm. Um, we're a hero. Right, North yep. Hero. That was hey, great. Hey guys, I'm I'm gonna run off, but uh, okay. All you guys, really. Thanks like, for being on. Yeah, Aaron, all you guys. Um. Mm-hmm. So thanks, Troy. We love we love you, man. Love you, man. Came on and celebrated mm-hmm. this with us because this was important. Uh, hey, if you bring a plane down Cheers. here, I will get on it if if I can. I'll let her. <laughs> I'll let her. Yeah. Depends. Can we bring the walker? <laughs> Damn straight. <laughs> mm-hmm. Say hi to Cash and Chris for us. Yep. I will. And uh, so. really, really Thank enjoy Chris's art. It, I think yeah, you're right, oh, Terry. Yeah, art. The, the phrase art. genetic does cover it. I mean, Troy uses food as his art. Um, Amanda uses art in her, you know, she... She's created a psychological treatment with art that's just very, very interesting to me. Um, and then you have Chris, who's, you know, been immersed in your art and went to your art classes and um, was in plays. And, you know, so, yeah. And that's where nature and nurture definitely shows in her art. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Which it does. is really good. Yeah. Cash actually draws and and is very interested in it also, but he's got a little bit of a bully for a big sibling that kind of knocks him down all the time. So he can't really shine at it so often, but he's also very, very talented with it. Love you guys. So, yeah, love you guys. Okay, we'll go. You too, If you're going, I want your stool. Love you too, Troy. <laughs> go! I want you to have a good night. My butt's sore. Let's mm-hmm. let's let's try not to miss anybody if we can help here. Let's okay. Mm-hmm. We, we should have Bill and Sean back on. Bill and, and Sean. Anybody yeah. in the in the baseball league? We should close out the season. Yeah, James Ross. I, don't, I think we might mention James. Um, Dave yeah. Rosenberg. That was kind of a. Uh, yeah. he was, he was hurried on the first show. I didn't really know if he was feeling it or not, or if he was disappointed. It turned out he was just uh, busy with his kids. Mm-hmm. 
he's a teacher and he's about his kids and had to leave the yeah he had an emergency races. come up yeah but i really liked his movie i mean it was really mm-hmm. really yeah. well done you know looked beautiful yeah some of the camera work on it and everything the reunion um, i think the only thing i'd say is you know one of my visions around this film was to mm-hmm. to start a conversation around around bullying you know because it's really right. what this was the genesis of this film and so we're working with a couple of anti-bullying organizations one in new york it's called super happy healthy kids you can check mm-hmm. that out you can google that <clears throat> their information is also on our website and the press page and then uh, we just uh, we just uh, are in the process of forming a collaboration with an uh, organization in LA called Boo to Bullying, and mm-hmm. so we're trying to sh- set up a screening with them of the film and doing a, uh, hoping to do a talk back. And they're also going to potentially come to our school, maybe work with some other schools. Uh, I'm also uh, putting in motion starting some speaking engagements uh, next year at schools, hopefully around the country around the topic of bullying and and finding solutions for bullying and um, you know potentially showing some scenes from the film and 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 sort of. Uh, you know, helping to come up with some, you know, some some solutions to healing the, the problems of, of bullying. Because yeah. Sim Campbell, Sim Campbell, mm-hmm. he was awesome. He wrote uh, the book, the uh, the Factor. Yeah, the Factor. It was sort of an inner city, New Jack City type uh, story, and he sent us a copy that he autographed and put personalized. So mm-hmm. it was really great. Cool. I'm phenomenally autistic. Phenomenally autistic. Mm-hmm. That was great. Yep, that was a good episode. And, there uh, was uh, there was definitely some information there, and and it kind of gave a personality to you know a subject that uh, it's in the news a lot now because there are so many celebrities with children who have been diagnosed. So yeah. you know, JV Hilliard put mm-hmm. aside his differences as a Steeler fan. We had a very civil. <laughs> No, it was good. He had really, you know, it was another sci-fi novel that uh, that uh, he's really. I, I see he's got another one out, so we might have him back on at some point. Oh, I really enjoyed Debbie Clement. Right, I love that one too. Yeah, yeah, that was really interesting. I love the way she put um, learning about a specific subject and a song and sign language together. Yeah, uh, because when inspiring younger children, yeah, she, was, she was neat. They can do more things at the same time so they can learn better. You know, it was funny. The day Mm -hmm. before we did that podcast, we went to the movies. And when we came out of the movies, there was a rainbow over the... Uh (laughs) It's like you never see a rainbow. Yeah. But there was a rainbow that day. Mm -hmm. And and the name of her uh, uh, organization is Rainbows Within Reach. I thought Mm -hmm. that was kind of kismet. I told her about that. And then she sent me a picture of her rainbow. She, She had seen a rainbow like over the golf course behind her house or something like that. Wasn't there a double rainbow like did, in one of our podcasts or maybe that was separate? Uh, maybe it's okay. Well, well I remember uh, um, Terry was on with the Gary Hill. That's when Lisa was in the hospital at one time. Mm-hmm. Gary was cool. He was a rock critic, big yes fan. Oh, yeah. time. But like, like Terry pointed out when Lisa's not there, the, uh, the uh, it's a little it's bit not as loud. It's a little bit uh, slower <laughs> tempo or something. There's something missing. Well, There's something- yeah, but that liveliness is important. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, it, that's it. And I think Philip's holding in, and I had to. We had to kind of Troy's off there dealing with that. Oh, okay. she was a uh, Reagan Petruja, head of a Gorgon. Oh yeah, yeah. poetry. That was a that was a heavy book of poetry. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, we mistook that. It was a heavy subject. We were like, it's not like a huge book. It's like, what do you say to this person? In case you like poetry, but. And it's like, well, this is not autobiographical. What's wrong with you people? Yeah. We, we, yeah. I I definitely (laughs) thought it was somewhat autobiographical because to me, poetry is always personal. So I never think of poetry as a work of fiction so much as a, um, artistic dramatization of something that you've gone through. Well, it can be personal, but it can but, be allegorical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you may be using certain examples to represent something as personal. Which is exactly what she, she wasn't talking about things that happened to her. Right. Jeff Demery agreed to come back on when we uh, interview Fish Fashion. Right. Yeah. I'm going to be setting up to be sometime after the New Year's, New Year's Eve fish run and before they play in mexico so that means january sometime probably well jeff yeah jeff is a a qualifies as a uh, as a a favorite guest uh yeah an authority on fish he brings energy um people that we we actually sort of know i mean i have met an authority on but not mrs o'connor but Uh. the the, the our gentleman here grew up with Tim, or at least they went to high school with him. Um, I met him in college, actually, freshman year okay. of college. Oh, why did I think you went to high school with him? I don't know. I think they went to high school with everybody. I, I met I met <laughs> Jeff the very first time he was on the podcast on here. Not talking about, she's talking Tim. about Tim O'Connor. Well, Tim. I remember Tim. I didn't know him that well. You had, you had him. Uh, you you had a class from him, right? He didn't. He I teach? did. I did. I did take a Microsoft class with him uh, mm-hmm. years after you had moved to California. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he went. Uh, before that, yeah, you, you probably met him. Maybe that's times. why I thought you went to school with him. No, he used to date my sister hmm. a- after after Mooney. Really? Okay, that's interesting. Your sister dated Mooney. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's interesting. I'm not allowed to call him that. Neither. No. Just Aaron. Yeah. Well, I was simply. <laughs> Reiterate. Just repeating. Yeah, I don't. But, um, think, I I very carefully more, think him as David. More interesting thing about uh, fish fashion, aside from fish and fashion, is he mm-hmm. lives in Japan and he's a teacher and he's a musician. So his his and Jeff's interests should intersect. Yes, definitely. Because uh, yeah, uh, uh, Jeff is definitely adapted to somewhat to Eastern culture. Um, he, and he, uh, he taught in was it Thailand? Thailand. He taught English in Thailand. Susan Bunn. Yeah. With. Mm-hmm. George with. Yeah. Not yeah. white with. <laughs> Eric Erickson, a mm-hmm. podcaster, one of the many podcasters we've met. Uh, he's mm-hmm. the host of the Open Highway podcast. I check his. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think Sarah Peterson and Zachary appeared on his show as well. We have a couple. Uh, Katie Chinakis, I think, um, mm-hmm. they have his show as well as ours. Corin's Eye, Corin's Eye, yeah, mm-hmm. who had uh, uh, a student that appeared on The Voice, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and my girl that was on The Voice, right, Sophia Ramos, brilliant singer. I mean, she sings as well, if not better, than Ariana Grande, and um, great performer. You know, she started started with us when she was seven. She was on the show when she was 15. Um, practiced two, three hours a day since she was a little girl. Stolen. 
Yeah. Oh, we had, we had the we had the grilling episode too with right. Sidoriak. Right. I really love that one. That was a that was a Phil episode for sure. Remember Kenneth Williams? I enjoyed that one. That, that, it's going to be a low V-neck. That wasn't Aaron's cup. <laughs> that, that was a true crime one. Yeah. Yeah. We did Manson because he was curious because we had seen Spawn Ranch when we went to California. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also came back and he did one on uh, the Jeffrey McDonald case. Jeffrey McDonald. Yeah. I, I enjoyed him. You know what? The, those got good listenership too. It's mm-hmm. like his buddy he talks about his buddies all the time. They must have all came through because <laughs> yeah, those are some of our most uh, our highest numbers. Yeah, yeah. And those are interesting cases too that mm-hmm. never quite you know they kind of left a lot of loose ends you know for you to figure out the McDonald one. That's the one, isn't it? Like uh. I remember reading about it when it first started, babysitting at Rosemary's house, watching her kids. And it was, it was so, it was like, it was almost like he was using the Manson murders as a a motif or something to, as his alibi. Right. (laughs) The fact of the matter is, is the man, not only was he an overachiever, he was a narcissist. Right. No doubt, no, you know, no shadow of a doubt that he was a narcissist, you yeah. know, and, you know, but again, being a narcissist doesn't necessarily that. make you a murderer. Right. That's what makes he was, guilty. He was so guilty that, that you could smell it. And I'm with you. And that's what Kenneth on. Kenneth was like, he was really deep into it, and he felt like that there was not enough evidence to convict this guy. And I, and I sort of saw his point, but at the very end, Kenneth was like, well, "What does everybody think?" And I'm like, "He's guilty as hell." You know, it's yeah. like he's absolutely guilty, unequivocal. I don't care. You know, it's like the the the, the thing he came up with this alibi was so flimsy and terrible, and mm-hmm. so. It, no, typical. No. I think it was the stereotype. He used the stereotype of the Manson right. girls, and it just, it just didn't ring true at all to well, anybody. I, right, and I think Lisa and Aaron both kind of agreed, if I remember correctly, but they weren't. They they were like strictly on the evidence. I don't know how you maybe you couldn't convict him or something, but I was like, man, the guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They didn't have enough evidence to make it stick or anything. It's kind of like, I mean, OJ, come on. I was about to say, like OJ. Yeah. 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 I, I was kind of taken back when I took that position. And he was like, oh, okay. He was like, I I couldn't do that. So that, mm-hmm. that was interesting. I'd like yeah. him. I liked him. Yeah. He's a good guy. Now, I, I want to say this about uh, the most, the one that we just did about, it's called Man Baby. The mm-hmm. movie. Um, I want to say this specifically to Terry because uh, you might want to watch the movie be- see- before you see the podcast. Um, mm-hmm. It's the first 10 minutes, a little slow. Um, and the guy spends 90% of the movie dressed up as a baby, diaper, and that's it. And yeah, I know uh, I thought, I'm not going to like this movie. I'm going to have to sit through this. It's going to be horrible. And it wasn't. The story is so good. Well, and that's a whole fetish that's hard to right, right. Yeah. 
Stomach. understand. Yeah. Well, you know. it, got, it, got bad, it got bad reviews. Turn off from, for me. It got bad reviews from baby fe- adult baby fetishists, actually. Yeah. Right. Did it? It doesn't go, it doesn't go far enough for them. Yeah, it didn't deliver uh, goods. Uh, and I, I just, I'm so unattracted to even the idea. If Philip walked in the, you know, if Philip jumped out of a room at me dressed as a baby, I might have to, I might have to slap him for the surprise and then just leave the house. Well, maybe you should make a radar just leave. for that. Then. Well, you know, that's because you guys, you know, it's you're not in the furries i i find them interesting because uh at face makers we used to make the mascot costumes oh the furry yeah 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 we made quite a few for the um furry community Mm -hmm. and and they they how you could tell that it was going to be one of them. They liked the inside of the costume kind of lined with fur as well as the outside because they'd oh. be in there. And those were the only orders that we never offered uh, free cleaning, you know, where you can yeah. send it back. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, you yeah. don't want to mess with whatever was going on on yeah. the inside of that thing. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, there's like well, especially with the fur on the inside. I can't even imagine fur like I don't like furs, period. I just don't like them. Um I well, don't they all want fur. Some yeah. of them just wanted the typical lining, but you could tell by their order and what their specifics were. You could tell that it was a the customer was a fur. It was a fetish order. Yeah. A fetish order, exactly. Well, I've kind of gone through this list twice now. Mm. Is there anybody you can think of? I forget. Ludlow Creek. Oh, Ludlow Creek. Creek. They were good. very successful, and they're they're kind of local. We could actually go to one of their concerts because they have uh, it's a farm in Dayton where they put on the concerts. Well, and we should mention. So I'm interested in that MTS management where we get a lot of our original um, artists from. And Ludlow Creek is a client of Michael Stover. Yeah. Did we did we mention Frank Zafiro? Yeah. Um, but did worth we mentioning again? Yeah, mm-hmm. crime okay. writer, podcaster. Mm-hmm. Um, see. James A. Ross, Coldwater Revenge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shaky's Madness, Robert Boog, huh? Yeah. A lot Shaky's Madness was a good. Harry, we're not actually remembering a lot of these. There's a there's a list over to the left. Um. There's shrimp over to my left. <laughs> I would love for there to be shrimp right here because I'm hungry. Well, there's shrimp in the fridge. I'm gonna... I know. Well, I don't want to. Katie Chinaka. Yeah, right. we did mention her. She's the one who uh, introduced me to misophonia. Yeah. So at least I've got a name for why uh, piano concertos bother me. Anita. Anita. Wind talker. Anita. Yeah. I really like her work. Yeah. She was very good, you know. Mm-hmm. Young. We girl. listened to quite a bit of her music. You yeah, mentioned like... Eric Erickson. You mentioned Shane Salk. Yeah, absolutely. One of my favorites. In fact, I need to finish the second season of Carcerum. I don't always like to. Oh, uh, there was Je- I don't, Jessica. I don't like to download one of our first, first one of our first ones with Jessica. Who yeah, met, you know, mm-hmm. and she was transgender. Yeah, we met her in a message board. Uh huh. Hit her on. Talked about. She's very articulate. Yeah. And, Philip uh, Philip knew Jessica uh, for I don't know a little over a year before yeah. 
uh, she came on the show and we talked to her a lot. And she would uh, she would call and we would talk to her like, you know, uh, smart, on smart speakerphone. Oh, I mean, very smart. Kind of shit about yeah. Jing Ma Ping and all this, like world events and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Very, uh, mm-hmm. very, uh, mm-hmm. you know, she was interesting. But the only transgender person I knew was really good. Right, talk. right. Yeah, But she was good. Yeah. Richard Lynch you had on. Richard Lynch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. it's just been a blast, man. I mean, I'm looking, mm-hmm. I keep going and going and going and keep scheduling new people. And I, it's like so awesome every time. It seems like you get well, done and you uh, like, we did, we did mention Andy Furman, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, and yeah. Lou Diamond. Yeah. We definitely mentioned Lou Diamond. Definitely doing it for the pleasure of just meeting all these cool people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's been so much fun. And and if anybody's I, listening, uh, I hope you feel the same, Aaron. I mean, you know, I, 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 I have a blast. come yeah. on back. We want to. We like. We just want to have. Yeah, uh-huh, podcast we, is just a conversation. Did we mention Evelyn Cole Latore? Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Lisa. Yeah. On that one. Do what, Terry? Jog my memory on that one. Um, she was in the Peace Corps at the very beginning, like oh, the very yeah. first year of the Peace Corps. Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. I remember that one now. And I, I didn't realize that it started when it started. I didn't realize that Kennedy is the one who put that forward. Um, I certainly didn't know that they had to pay some of their own expenses. Um, I don't know that much about it, but I do know that it started with the Kennedy uh, mm-hmm. era, the presidency. And he mm-hmm. also started the <laughs> the thing where... Every year in gym class, you know, you had to do oh, so the president's like uh, yeah. fitness test. President fitness test. Is that what it came yeah. from? I always wondered and this. Paper mm-hmm. that says you passed it. And, and, you know, pull-ups. Yeah, so many pull-ups, so many push-ups. Had, there's a whole list of things you had to yeah. accomplish. Like there's a list for boys and a list for girls, right? Right, right. We yeah. didn't. I didn't have to do pull-ups. <laughs> I was always, I always got the highest score on the stretching though, where you had to to put your toes past your hands past your toes. Uh huh. I always scored highest in the class on that. I was very flexible. You have short legs or something? Yes. <laughs> exactly. Because that's that's really kind of hard. To, that's gotta, a difficult one to do. Should shout out, should shout out Jeremy Bryant again. He's had us on his podcasts a few times. Right. Yeah, we should. Have Jeremy back on. I really, mm-hmm. I really like those guys, and he knows a lot of different. Yeah, things. and I haven't really been on Jeremy's podcast myself. Just oh, yeah, he's you invited on TV theme songs. Yeah, well, I, uh, I just gotten out of the hospital, and. Uh, I wasn't really feeling up to anything. I think I was still on the drugs a little oh, bit. Miller Carlisle Lashbrook on the Rogue mm-hmm. One, a Star Wars story. I, oh, yeah. I really liked him. I'd mm-hmm. like to have him back on. Was, yeah, we should get him on and we should talk Andor. You guys yeah. have to mm-hmm. watch Andor. Oh, that's a good idea. Because we yeah. haven't watched it yet. Aaron, so good. Kind of, you know, so on, good. when it comes to sci-fi, I do want to watch it. Um I would love to figure out some kind of angle to talk about uh, our flag means death. <laughs> uh, it was it's really funny. We could do a uh, could do you a know? rerun forensics type thing on yeah. an episode. Good idea. Mm-hmm. Just unbelievably uh, 
great or I feel you know want to thank everybody who's been on mm -hmm. and everybody's helped make it so you know mm -hmm. so much fun for us and uh, we're gonna keep going mm -hmm. while we can yeah. you guys are doing good you're a good trio thank you, you know? thank you thank you and you're an excellent fourth <laughs> a what you're an excellent fourth Oh, occasional. Only, only in a pinch. We know. We may know. May the fourth be. I like watching better. Yeah. We need to get Tango back on for our rerun yeah. forensics, too. True. Well, we got to do the well, mash. We got to do mash. Yeah, we, we got to do. Well, let's do mash, and then we can. Oh, oh, do mash. Do mash. You want to join our mash episode? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> She's like, oh, I didn't say that. <laughs> We're, we're planning to do the episode where Wait, it's not it's not scheduled yet. But we'll tell you. Was we'll on tell as you a general, episode. or Harry Morgan was on as a general, and he was crazy. Yeah, it's before he was Colonel Potter. He had a he, right. He on oh role. yeah, there were a couple episodes. Yeah, where he was on there yeah. playing another character, and then they yep. made him. Yeah, yeah, I remember. We'll send you the uh, the info on the episode. You can watch it. And if it's you gonna be a, it's gonna be a big clinger day, you will be welcome. Okay. <laughs> and all we do is talk about the episode, and you can you get to pick whichever character you want to do a bio for. You can mm -hmm. do the bio on the character, or you can do the bio on the actor, or both. Now, yeah. Tango has claimed uh, clinger. Jamie Farr. So, yeah. Jamie Farr. Okay. Yeah. And uh, see, um, I'm not sure. Went at uh, a gym show in Schaumburg. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, it's been years ago, but they were auctioning off her jewelry there. You know, and so she was there to, uh, you know. Oh, she's vegan, actually. Mm -hmm. Huh? She's mm -hmm. vegan. Okay. Naked. No, vegan. We have social. Twitter. Yeah, uh-huh, pod. Instagram. Yeah, uh-huh, pod. Facebook. Yeah, uh-huh, pod. Website. www.yeah-uh-huh.com. So let us know. Hit us back. Have a great week. Hey.